Each of the ten plagues from the book of Exodus speaks to a very specific problem found in our societies even today. Scripture is both a timeless and timely diagnosis for us, a spiritual diagnosis because we as humans are necessarily spiritual beings. The minute we refuse to become spiritual, we deny our humanity. And the monstrosity of our crimes which cause insufferable pain are precisely the consequences caused by an infestation of unspiritual sins. The only remedy from such monstrosity is to rediscover our humanity in the most spiritual sense. And the only possible way is to find a new spirit in life with God, if God allows it that we may be born again in the Spirit of God. Hello, hello. This is Ricky from Over the Air Christian Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This bonus episode is the second part of our introduction to this podcast. In the last episode, I talked about how this podcast started and how I arrived at forming its message from the book of Exodus, connecting the 10 plagues with the year of COVID-19, that is year 2020. And I also discussed the future direction of this podcast this time, I would like to focus on just the series itself, just the templates, the series, how each episode was framed in terms of its biblical content and our current context, uh, some of the hurdles of its presentations, and maybe how you can get the most out of each episode for you. Uh, along the way, I might be able to point out a few things for you, uh, some things that you might have missed in those episodes. So this is what this second part of the introduction will be about. Uh, first, let's talk about how the 10 plagues from the Bible remain relevant for us today. Relevance. That's both a challenge and a critique for the Christian church at large today. And the looming question, which has dominated perhaps the past 10 years, is how can anything from something as old as the Bible or centuries-old practice as archaic as church traditions have anything relatable or relevant to say about our world today? Our world, which by today's standards is progressive and ever-advancing societies of technology and science. So I will use uh, the first series of this podcast to illustrate the relevance of the Bible for us today. There are two sides of complexity to the relevance of Exodus and the Ten Plagues for us. It begins with what the Lord said about Pharaoh and Egypt, because these two were the objects, Pharaoh and gods, of Egypt. The Lord said in the Bible, Pharaoh will refuse and gods of Egypt will be judged. Pharaoh and gods of Egypt. That's a personal title, Pharaoh and gods, and the name of a country. Egypt. So on the one hand, Egypt and Pharaoh were real historically, but on the other hand, they were only observable from the times gone by a long, long time ago. And those are the two sides of the relevance. History and time. And God had made Pharaoh and Egypt an example of a very deep problem, idolatry, false worship, and idolizing things were 
the constant problem. They do not worship God, and in so doing, they ended up worshiping something or someone else. And the plagues and the disasters which came, they revealed all the different types of idolatry that people practiced. Uh, these God-defying expressions were in fact already festering for a long time. Life goals like economy or families were idolized with personal powers rather than honoring God with obedience. These things became like gods to be worshipped, godlessly devoted to up to a boiling point, while the Hebrew people of God were also suffering for a long time. That was in the book of Exodus. So all these lend a sense of historical realism. According to the names of persons involved, ethnic identity, national history, geographical precision, and written records. Among them were Pharaoh, the Egyptians in the land of Egypt, the Hebrews, and Moses, and so on. However, the other problem is time. When trying to understand what happened so long ago, you have the hurdles of textual translations of the records that is in the Bible. There's the cultural distance between your livelihood and theirs. And that's a dynamic uh, potentially relatable by historical records, but seemingly irrelevant and set apart by time. From the viewpoint of the year 2020, the Egyptian contexts were ancient. The Hebraic portrait of the calamity, unbelievable, and thereby challenged the substance of the virtue in the message of Moses, as if the moral lessons of Exodus appeared irrelevant to us because everything appeared outdated. As in, how could these disasters of epic proportions from thousands of years ago speak into any moral issues of our scientific civilizations today to us? But I would argue their problems and ours are one and the same pertaining human nature, regardless of science. What I mean is, once we leap over the barrier of time and culture, the message of Exodus about our shared humanity with them is waiting to be appreciated. It's too easy to say, well, it only happened according to what's written down in an obscure language thousands of years ago, written to them and not us. We are not them, and so we're here now and not there. It's ancient, so it doesn't have anything to do with us. That's very easy to fall into that pitfall of that thinking. However, the deeper problem even today at its roots all came from the same strand of false worship, false devotions to things and against God. The Bible says you can judge a tree by the fruits it bears. If all the world were a tree, with countries and languages as many as its branches, the bitter fruits of idolatry and disasters are now being sampled by everyone on earth under the shades of its leaves. And now, these same things are affected, uprooted by disasters, and the idolatry at each of its core are exposed again, now in the year 2020. The realism of this pandemic, which we have all felt, has only refreshed the sense of realism found in the ten plagues of the Bible. What happened by the plagues back then revealed the same problem of our own societies in our own time by the pandemic now. And suddenly, these calamities in the Bible were not so far-fetched at all. And the moral and societal decay are even nearer 
to the account of Exodus than we thought. And we are in fact facing the same issue as they were so long ago, idolatry. Willfully defiant against God in our practice and beliefs about what we thought life ought to be. And God is in the midst of all this. That's why the Bible is still speaking to us today. Every book of the Bible speaks to us every day. The inherent vice and religious flaws of the human heart has not changed over the centuries and millennium. That's the real maturity that we should be seeking as a human race, a spiritual one. Meaning, we have not become humanly better than they in Egypt. Only our tools and currencies became different. But our allegiance to those idols remained the same throughout time. Even though our methods now more scientific, our economy more advanced and secured, our inventions more intricate, and we have invariably adopted more forms of ethical standards throughout the centuries, and perhaps too variable for us to have any moral compass anymore to point us to the true north. And our hearts, if only bent against God, yield the same fruits of disasters because we have disobeyed God just as they did. This very human religious flaw can be found underneath the veil of calamities blanketing us. It is in the news that we see and addressed in the good news of Jesus that we hear. Misuse and abuse of political power, land space, respect for the sanctity of family and marriage, climate, water pollution, health practice, so much more. These were all the same issues laid bare during the pandemic and the plagues. And every routine that we know had been put on pause because of them. So we have no choice but to examine and reevaluate our devotions, our goals, and our methods towards life and prosperity with or without God as a species uniquely created by and under God's creation and protection. Every person is religious by nature. What matters is how we steer our own devotions. And the Christian faith is that when we devote ourselves to love and worship God, only then can we truly enjoy everything else God has created for us when God allows it. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and even these things can be added to you then. Unfortunately, idolatry is the bedrock on which these varying issues cultivated. Because there had been no worship to God this whole time in all of these things. And what is cultivated became culture at large. And we have marinated ourselves in this culture, which we have cultivated for ourselves on idolatry and defiance against God for a long time. The same problem, whether spiritual or practical, that was in the book of Exodus, are the same problems in our societies and our worlds today, whatever today is to you while listening. 
This, I believe, is the reason why the book of Exodus is such an exceptionally powerful and hopeful message, full of hope, even from just the opening sections, because the book of Exodus speaks of a promise for freedom. Freedom from these snares of false devotions to life. Freedom. Freed not for the sake of freedom itself, but freed so that people may go and worship God. The goal of freedom is worship. Because as you can see in the case of the Hebrew people, later in the desert wandering for 40 years, freedom without God is merely homelessness. Not hopelessness, but homelessness. Wandering in the desert for 40 years, freedom without worship is without a home. Freedom without worship to God is homelessness. Not hopelessness, okay? (laughs) But homelessness. Because there is hope in freedom, but not a home. And the hope offered by freedom is to find a home and to every living and breathing life there's no home but god to whom we must all eventually return freedom without god is freedom without a home with no aim no place to belong no anchor no true north no moral compass an unending search driven by a yearning without a goal. Freedom without a God bears a certain sense of lostness. And I fear that is precisely what libertarianism of the West is wandering into since the last world war. But that's a rapid trail for now. Back to the podcast. (laughs) So this contextual and historical linguistic gap uh, between relevance uh, of the book of Exodus and our time today. This gap was one thing I had to address while approaching the series and the podcast to bridge the message of Moses to our religious flaws the same today. I had to pull this historical gap closer. So, for example, in one episode, the animals and the livestock were contextualized as our own economy, like theirs. Uh, That Pharaoh valued the economy more than the lives of its citizens based on his own racial preference of the subjects in his domain, in the domain of his rule, namely Egypt. That was the message. And suddenly, back to the year 2020, this message is clear as mud and easily understood in every continental context in North America, South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, you name it, it applies. So you see, what happened in scripture then, thousands of years ago, the same issues born out of idolatry are aggravating even today. And these are spiritual issues. And scripture is not silent in this regard. That's relevance. And that's what I meant in the last episode when I said there is an urgency for a renewed attention to scripture. Economy, for instance, was addressed in the fifth episode of the series, I believe. So that's an example. And the rest of all the other episodes were treated in similar fashion. All this to say, the temptations of idolatry tied to its own unmasking 
through the ten plagues and calamities is in reality against everyone and all the time, not just limited to Pharaoh or Egypt so long ago, and by extension, also not limited to governing officials or citizens of any gender, any social class, or any level of advancement in civilizations or any particular country, first or third world, in the east or the west of our time. Now, on to using this podcast. I would like to help you get more out of this podcast. This can be more than a one listen and done experience for you. I believe uh, the best way to listen to this podcast is to listen with an open Bible. Because the Bible has more wisdom and insight than anything that I could tell you in a lifetime of recordings. <laughs> read the Bible. And it's my pleasure to read it with you. That's why I created this podcast. And perhaps it's more convenient for you to listen while you're driving or driving to work or making dinner for kids at home. That's also why this is a podcast. So with the Bible open through the podcast, you can follow it. You can follow it by the text precisely on the word. And it may help to listen uh, sequentially from the first episode down to the last if you get that chance. Uh, that way you will see the way circumstances evolved in the narrative, one plague after another. There is a tone of escalation in the intensity of the conflict taking place that would not stand out to you otherwise. For instance, it, one grand narrative in the Bible is that God begins with a garden from Genesis in creation and develops into a city in the final book of Revelations. Within the ten plagues of the Exodus, it begins at a public political sphere of physical domain, in the drinking water supply being turned into blood, affecting the whole country and fishery. Finally, at the last plague, it came down to a very personal and emotionally intimate social family unit where a man each losing his own son. So that sense of progression comes with the benefit of following the series sequentially from the first episode to last. I partially frame it that way throughout the episodes. Another example of progression was from the first plague, uh, Pharaoh shouting all the commands. He tried to copy all the things Moses was doing with the blood and water. And by the end of seventh plague with the hailstorm, he just quit and became completely silent. As the circumstances unfold, it's like Pharaoh had his chance, but finally God took center stage. And Pharaoh let up and shut up, and God gave the command, and the people decided for themselves whether they listened to him or not. Things like these will come into frame better if you listen to the series starting from the first to last. And for the same reason, a deeper Bible study, possibly in group settings, with this podcast will unfold so much more for you. Uh, study guides are available for our Patreon supporters. But in the case where you may stumble on to one episode somewhere in between, because of a particular issue that has caught your attention, again, say economy as an example from episode 5, or real estate and home ownership from episode 4, you can jump right in, and that will do too. You can just jump straight to that episode. 
So each individual episode aims to speak clearly to you on the spiritual idolatry God has exposed with that particular plague. And there could be benefits to you in re-listening as well is one of the few luxuries of technological advances in recording over a live broadcast or personal delivery. You can easily skip backward or forward in the sound file if you missed something, couldn't hear something clearly, or some things you just want to listen again carefully and ponder on or jot a marker and go back to it later. For instance, uh, in the 10th plague and the final plague, I said something to the effect of the emotional weight of losing a son sinks heavier than any casket that could be built. This was a very intentional reference to the pyramid that is the Egyptian marvel, wonder even, built to bury the dead. The pyramid, the largest casket any man could build, singularly housed more gold than some countries had ever acquired. And that's a standing reminder that no matter how extravagant a funeral, we are powerless against life, death, and resurrection, which God alone dictates for us. Pharaoh had to find out the hard way. In the same episode, I made the point that some fathers indulge in loving their sons. Others may fall short from it. And unless there is worship to God, the indulgence itself is falling short. And this was elaborated much later in the second half of the same recording. In the example of God the Father and Jesus, the pleasure God found in his own Son did not exempt him from suffering, in which God restored Jesus to life through resurrection. Uh, One more example. In the fourth plague, there was a set of three allusions to different national anthems of the English language since political identities of a country are known also by the songs sung in the land. And it matters that we honor God that way as well. And the songs that were sung with God in our minds, it matters what are the words that we collectively say as a people. And anthems are one such expression. Therefore, citizens should not take lightly to honor God in every way they can, like a prayer to worship God. And so because of the way I arranged uh, certain things where some details I could only gloss over in the interest of time, you may find it helpful to skip back and forth or re-listen to an episode. Again, these are, just in case, these are some of the things you may have missed that I mentioned. I would like to just elaborate a little more for you. And this is why there are benefits to follow scripture closely with the podcast or study the Bible as a group, and exchange perspective with other Spirit-led followers of Jesus. And my study guides are available to our supporters through Patreon. If you can support us, if you can support our two podcasts, I would like to send you a copy of the study guide for our podcast series on every episode. There I can tell you even more about the series and each of the episodes, what the Bible has to say, just like I did right now. Uh, You can use these for your personal reflections or in group settings to create conversational points and go deeper into the Bible to understand what is truly at stake in our lives. You can find us on our podcast website, description, and Patreon as well. So that about does it. My whole introduction for you about this first series uh, of the podcast 
There was a lot to cover, and there's still a lot more to be done. I hope this podcast will continue to serve you, and walk closer to God with you. And thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to Over the Air Christian Podcast and Over the Roof Storyteller for future updates. Right now, I will finalize the study guides and begin drafting for my next series for this podcast. And continue to feature more life stories on Over the Roof Storyteller.、Uh, a new segment is about to begin here on Over the Air Christian Podcast, where from the Bible I will address questions and topics that are sent in, and some inklings of my own theological thoughts as well. So that about does it.、Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you all the best. May God bless you, be with you night and day, every step of the way. Every waking moment with His Word, and every contemplative moment in recall, always be ready at the presence of God to do just as He has desired for you. The Lord be with you, bless you. This is Ricky from Over the Air Christian Podcast. Talk to you soon.、Mm-hmm.